0: Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Adam Klickfeld's weekly Rashi study class.
1: Last week we got through most but not all of the Rashi, or even if we we read the end of the Rashi, we didn't finish exploring the end of the Rashi on verse 15. So we're chapter 3, verse 15 in the Torah Chaim mikroot that some people are using that has us be on page um lamed Dalid, and i'll read the verse just to bring us some momentum and then we'll jump into the rashi so this uh once again as we have been saying for months is in the extended conversation between Moshe and the holy one at the burning bush by omer Od elohim god continued to say that ode you know said, said again said more uh, and we talked about the significance of that Oed, as how the previous verse was God's giving this cryptic, almost inscrutable name for God's self that Moshe should bring with him when he goes to tell the Israelites. And now God adds on to that. And again, the Midrash imagines several conversations between God and Moshe in between these two verses. But the Pshat, God says more. El Moshet to Moses, ko to el Bnei Israel. This is what you should say to the children of Israel. We could interpolate. Uh, that God's saying, no, what I really meant is that this is what you should say to the children of Israel and forget the the, the name that I said before, which we never hear again. Adonai Elohevatechem, the God who is the God of your ancestors, the of Abraham, the, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, Shlachani alechem, that is the one who has sent me, Moshe, to you Israelites, not Eheyeh Asher Eyeah. And now we. this is the part we're focused on with Rashi. Ze, shmi le'olam v'zeh zichri Kind of a mini poem, a mini couplet that clearly um, matches, both sides match each other in meter and in form, right? Ze, ze, this, this. Shmi, my name. And then in the second half of the phrase zichri, we discuss this, my remembrance, my mentioning, my something. First half of the phrase le'olam, forever, Remind ourselves again: the translation problem. Whatever we think the word "forever" means in English, which is how "leolam" is translated from Hebrew, it doesn't mean that they're exact same thing, right? "Leolam" has something to do with um, the, the the endlessness of the world, because it has to do with the word "olam." Uh, although Rashi, uh, as we'll remind ourselves in a second, reads it from an entirely different shorash. And then on the second half of the phrase, Lador Vador. Ledor, sorry, not even I, I made the same mistake that we made last week. Not Lador Vador, but Lador Dor, for generation, generation. So, what's going on in that um, predicate of the sentence? Uh, the predicate itself has a part A and a part B. They seem to mirror one another, they seem to reinforce one another. Is it pure poetry, right? If we read the Torah as pure poetry, we would allow for redundancy, for emphasis. But the Midrash actually thinks of the Torah Torah as ecstatic, but not poetic, such that it's not emphasis for emphasis sake. There's got to be something else going on. And whatever Shmi is, my name, is different than Zichri, my remembrance or my mentioning. And whatever Le'olam is, is different than Lador Dor, -Dor -Dor, or they wouldn't have both been met. That's kind of where we got to. I want to... uh, quickly go through the go through the Rashi and then get to the part that I want to focus on because again I think we read it last week, but I'm not sure we finished discussing it. So the Rashi, the first Rashi I think Sue was reading it last week was that le olam, the word that we render as forever, is is chaser vav without a vav. It's not the the full vav for the o sound of olam. It doesn't change the pronunciation. It doesn't change it from a long vowel to a short vowel. It's just the vav is not there, and that is a opening for Adrash, Lomar, to tell you that this root here is not Olam world, but Elam, Ayin, Lamed Men, meaning to conceal. Ha'alimehu, conceal it from them, Moshe. This is my name, conceal it. Zeshmi Shemi for you not to share. Shalot Yikra Kichtavo, Yikarei Kichtavo, that it not be said out loud as it is written. From here, we get the notion of, uh, looking at the letters yud he vav he and pronouncing it as adonai, we're all still in, in, in my synopsis of what we did last week. Um, ze Rashi says, and when when the Torah says this is my remembrance, this is how I should be recalled. Limdo he'achnikra, God taught Moshe how the name should actually be pronounced, not how the tetragrammaton should be pronounced by the high priest on Yom Kippur in the Holy of Holies, but how Jews, who referred to God, right? Ve'chein David Hu Omer. And this is what David said, le'olam, uh, This is your name forever, and this is your mentioning, uh, from generation to generation. So, I want you to look at, that verse in situ. Let me pull it up. Okay. So, um, as uh, Joanna correctly uh, corrected me last week, this is not uh, Halel HaGadol, the great Halel, it's 136. It's the one right before that that we hit on Sukkot Zimra on Shabbat. And in the 13th verse, we have this line, which is very reminiscent of ours. Adonai Shemcha So even as I read that, uh, it's form matching content because it doesn't say Adonai, but we articulate it as Adonai. Yud Hey is your name Leolam forever and ever, or as Rashi said on our verse, it's your name to conceal. Adonai Zichrecha Lador Dor Lador Vador. Hear the Vaz there, and God is your uh, is your mentioning from generation to generation. Rashi on our verse, not Rashi here, because Rashi has a comment on, on on Psalms as well. Rashi on our verse brings this verse as a proof text that what God told Moshe at the burning bush becomes practical Judaism hundreds of years later and to this day. Even King David. When King David wrote the Psalms, recognize that, that there's God name number one and God name number two. God name number one, we spell a certain way, we never say. God name number two is what's going to be passed on from me. And so that's a proof text for, um, or a, a, a text that suggests that the encounter of the burning bush has conceptual legs. Um, I want to read with you the commentary of the Malbim here on the right, and then I'll get to Barry's question. The Malbeam is a 19th century Ukrainian uh Rabbi, Rabbi Meir Leib Ben Yechiel Michael Wisser. I think that was his full name. So that's why it's Malbim Me, Meir Lev Ben, that I am is Yechiel Echiel, Wisser. Um, he's he's, he, 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 he's in the same area that we're in, but he takes it in a, in a slightly different place that I thought it was, it was worthy to bring up. Adonai Shimcha Leolam. God, Yod-Hei is your name, Forever, leolam. He's not reading it here as lealein to conceal. And also, look by the way in our verse here on, on Psalm 135, leolam is written not chaser, not without the vav, but with the vav. Right? What does he say? Rotselomar. I'm now on the right hand side. Hine ra'inu shne mineh Behold, we we have seen from you because remember that in Psalm 135, it's not God's voice; it's King David's voice, as it were. To God, right? In the verse by the burning bush, it is God's voice. Here it's King David's voice. So, Hinei Ra'inu, King David is saying, we have experienced meitcha from you in your presence. Shnei minei hanagot. Two sorts of, you know, we might translate Hanagot's behavior, but it seems like a different a different word is in order regarding God, God's emanation or comportment or, or way of being in the world. Aleph. Hanhaga ha misheshet yeme brishit. Your essential way of being, your essential behavior that was established from the six days of creation. You, the universal God, you the unchanging God, you the Elam God, the Forever God. Ze nikra shem This is called the name of God Ki Kihu Hashem, that because that is the name, Shabo Noda Tamid, through which God will be known always, I'm just admitting suit of the room, olam from forever backwards, viadolam towards forever forwards, bli hishtanut, without changing. So the malbim on our verse here in Psalm says, when I say, King David says, that Adonai is your name forever, I mean there's an aspect of you, God, that has not changed since the beginning of creation. You are transcendent, you are other, you are always, you are fixed, you are more beyond human comprehension than is possible, and we have one way of encapsulating that, and that was the notion of Adonai Bet. But this gets into the Akiva Yishmael dialectic, best was well whether whether God is far or close, different or or same, uh, more beyond humanity we can imagine, or we are bosom buddies in some way. Hanhaga hanisit the miraculous behavior, Hamidchadeshet which renews itself. Ba'eit bin ha'itim, from time to time. The Zenikra zichracha. This is called your mentioning, your remembrance, the way we will recall you. Kemisha Osema Segado, gadol, like someone who does a big thing, lefisha, you know, according to the moment, according to the hour, Kadeshi is Karubo, so that the, the, that others will notice him or her, right? The way people do things. Sometimes, you know, we have an essential quality, but sometimes we want to stand out and we do something so that people will re- remember us and recall us. Zecher. The Ze'enu It's not fixed. Le'olam forever. B'li Hishtanu without changing. Rakhula Dorba Dor. It's based on the generations, based on how God presents God's self in that generation. Shahan Hagat Hanais. The behavior with respect to. A miracle, not even here, here, miracle might mean sign or flag. Like, like see, I'm here. Remember me? Hurak Lafi hador. It's only according to that generation's perception of the divine being. Well, lefi hadzorach, the and that need. So the Malbeam is going into a very interesting theology here, but it's based on this concept in our verse in Psalms, which in itself is a redoubling of the verse from the burning bush. And we normally don't. We tell the story. Um, We tell the story in broad strokes. We don't think of the burning bush moment as primarily a moment setting up kind of a Jewish theological framework. We set it up, we understand it mostly as a sort of historical moment that led to the exodus from Egypt. But through the words uh, and linking it to the psalms that King David says later, we also have this notion of, 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 a, of a God who is apart and forever and changing before our very eyes based on what we need or God's sense of what we need. And it's all from um, shame and zafir, my name and my repentance. Okay, so that was a long introduction, uh, but I wanted to finish that thought because we got to this Rashi at the very end of class last time, and I wanted to make sure that we plumbed it for all of its depths. So, Barry, I don't know what part of that you were raising your hand on, but have at it.
2: Two, two, two comments. One just on on this that you just read, um, because I it, this forever. Uh, God introduces God's name as Echia Asher Echiah, and then again uh, you shall tell them that Echia uh, sent me to you, and th- 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 that's becoming. God God's self is 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 becoming becoming has no beginning becoming has no end becoming is becoming but a uh, reading what you just read just now puts us more into reality this 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 becoming is 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 in a a, a reality always uh always real in in the current mode whatever the current mode is that's the becoming
1: yes and I yes, can-
2: it's, it's always real
1: and I think both on the Pshat level and the Drash level, in some ways, verse 15 comes to either definitely add on to and maybe even replace verse 14 in that whatever was intended to be communicated by Heyeh, Asher, Heyeh is now being superseded by by a different name, right? And that Heyeh, Asher, Heyeh is famous for this verse, but only in this verse. Mm-hmm. And then Adonai becomes the dominant way in which we, we think of God. But as you just noted, that what we pronounce as Adonai is spelled in the letters with the same basic Shoresh as Ehyeh, Esher ehye, right? Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's some working over of the of the Hebrew verb to be, which is a very strange Hebrew verb, because mm-hmm. for the most part, it doesn't operate in the presence. Um, so yud heh vav Hey, to the best we can guess, and it's just a guess, is some playing around with the letters and the meaning of Ehyeh, Esher ehye.
2: And the, and the, and the, and the going backward, it goes back to to the very beginning of becoming when when God first becomes. Yes. Uh, now the other comment I want to make is they're like two and a half pages of footnotes here uh, with some diagrams. Uh, do we just skip this whole thing?
1: Well, when we come back to the Torah and study Ibn Ezra's commentary word for word, we'll we'll do all of it. But yes, Ibn Ezra in particular. Uh, goes uh, goes pretty nuts here, um, and you could probably spend a semester studying just that, <laughs> uh, and 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 then um, and then go back and, under, and try to understand it the second time. But yes, we're we're not, we're not going to focus on it. <laughs> but I encourage you to. Okay. Um, okay, I think the next hand was Barbara.
3: Yeah, I I just have a question, not a comment. We we because of this sentence, we pronounce Yud Hay Vav as Adonai. How come the Christians believe that it's okay to pronounce the Yahweh or whatever, however they they pronounce it?
1: Yeah, well, I don't have a direct answer to the to the question of why why the why Christians are comfortable articulating. First of all, trying to guess what it would have sounded like anyway, and then articulating it. I mean, the the, the answer internal to the tradition is that they don't follow the rabbinic tradition, which said they can't, right? Rashi is quoting a rabbinic tradition, a very rabbinic tradition against which early Christianity was rebelling. And that's just the case. Um, and, and and jettisoning. That's the tradition that produces these these commentaries. So um, there's there's nothing in the Torah that says you can't uh, pronounce these words. Right. There's nothing in the Bible that says it. We're we're reading into the lyricism of this verse. So, if you if your relationship with the text of Scripture is simply how it appears and not the rabbinic overlay on it, then there's no reason not to do it. It doesn't it doesn't guarantee that you're pronouncing it the way it's supposed to be pronounced. Pronounced, but it is the case that if you look at the vowels under the yud hey vav hey, what gets rendered as Jehovah as and Jehovah's Witnesses is is some is some attempt at making sense of the that relationship between the consonants and the um, I also think that, uh, I don't, I'm not sure every Christian, right,
2: I don't think it's every
1: is used to pronouncing God's name in that, in, in that way, I, I think, and, and also probably changes from language to language, right? So it's not, it's not, um, it's not ubiquitous that Christians will try to articulate out the, the, the way you Hey Vav Hey, with his vowel should have been, um, Joanna and then Joel.
0: Um, Malbim's second interpretation of, um, or interpretation on the second part of the verse um, takes me to something that is not well known or well noticed, which is that Rambam, and I don't know if anyone before him, but Rambam in the Mishnah Torah has a different version of the Sha'asa Nisim Bracha that we say on Hanukkah and Purim, and talking about appearing and disappearing vavs, he adds a vav, which changes the whole meaning of the sentence. So the bracha is, <laughs> um, So instead of say, thanking God for the miracles in that place at those times, it's in that place and in this time, which, you know, is a manifestation of God's continuing presence, door by door.
1: Yeah, great, Joanna. And, I, and if I'm remembering this quote-unquote controversy properly, when Sim Shalom got produced, they put the u back in there, which some traditionalists thought was, you know, sacrilegious because the the, the notion was that um, that that the Al was just supposed to be referring to. That miraculous era, and not suggesting that we have any sense of God's miracles in this generation, and the, con- the 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 controversy was interesting because even though Rambam's version of it did not become commonplace, at least amongst Ashkenazi sederim, right? Rambam, as one of my teachers at the school would say, was not a nachshap, not not a nachshlepper, he was not a nothing, right? So <laughs> it's, it, for the for the Sim Shalom to add in Rambam's ooh, Or if not doing it because Rambam did it, um, uh, at least having agree with Rambam's ooh is not a terribly rebellious statement. Um, And yet it it suggests that our, that we, like when did God stop acting through history, right? If someone tells you today that they witnessed God's hand break through heavens and history to do a personal miracle, a national miracle, we'd think they might be a little bit nuts or are an extremist or are on the edge. Um, we, we have a certain discomfort with the notion that God still acts in tree, even though our tradition is based on several of those. And Rambam's adding the ooh, I believe, is trying to suggest that we're, we're still meant to be witnessing. So there's a reticence to it. I'm, I'm naturally just, they saw God's direct like, over, overly evolved theology but great, thank you for for that. Uh Joel and then Larry Diane.
4: I just think it's interesting that Rashi talks about the missing Bob and Lo Lama doesn't talk about the missing Bob in the Vador. Um so I mean if you can you want to use his own logic, um maybe it's not Lador Dor, maybe it's Lidar Maybe this maybe he realizes that his his name is going to get, you know, put through the ringer over time. It's going to lead It's going to be besmirched over time.
1: That's great. Uh, if everyone, if you weren't following everything that Joel said, both in our verse and in the verse in Psalms, there's another full O sound that could have been written with a Vav. In fact, when most Jews write out lidor vador now, there's a Dalet Vav rash even though you don't have to have it there and it's missing. And so yes it 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 is ripe for um midrash. I'm not aware of any um um midrash that that reads lador Vador differently because of the absence of the vav so it's sometimes totally idiosyncratic when midrash is sensitive to the presence or the absence of a mm-hmm. uh, depending on how far we get today we're we're going to confront a sensitivity to the presence of an extra yud right? Sometimes the midrash is sometimes the midrash isn't. And Lahid darde that Joel is playing playing with is a reduction or a diminishment. There's a notion in in kind of halakhic philosophy of hidardurut hadorot, which is both a alliterative phrase and a concept that the farther we go away from Sinai, there is a reduction in the quality and the purity of the transmission from the generation. So our generation, like, revere the previous generation because they're closer to Sinai. We're one generation farther away as a result of derut the, hadorot, the diminishment of the generation. By um, the way, that is contrasted in halachic philosophy, that the law is goes according to the most recent um, generation authority. And that's why... With, with a certain amount of reverence, you're allowed to paskin against even what the Rambam said, even what the Shulchan Aruch said, with with, with proper um, care, because they didn't live in this generation, and we did. So those two forces are contrasting each other, and and the first phrase is built on the word that you were uh, drashing on, the dar der. Great. Well, you yeah. almost got it. I was I was drashing on the vav
4: between the words, not between the dal and the resh, le door as opposed to the Vador.
1: Uh, Okay, so I so then I still accept what you said, but but you, you, your argument would have been stronger in drushing out the absence of the same O, vav that Rashi pounces on on la olam. But even um, Shlomo puts it in right
4: when he in in the Psalms he says let olam with a vav and Va vador
1: with the vav. Yeah, right. He, right in. In, in Psalm 135, the Lador Vador has the Vav. There's still no Vav within each door. <laughs> it's, not le, it's not spelled Lador Dalad Vavresh, Vador Dalva Resh, but the Vav in between the two doors um, is, is present. Uh, great. Larry, Diane?
5: Just, for, just me for the moment, Diane, is at a workshop. Um, I'm not an expert, not knowledgeable at all in this subject, but apparently the Christians have the same issue. So the authorized version of King James Bible translated always the Tetragrammaton as Lord, I believe. But there have been some more recent new versions which have taken that and they've translated the Tetragrammaton as Jehovah. And there's, a, there's all sorts of questions um, about what um, Jesus supposedly meant when he's quoted by the apostles, especially Matthew in 6.9 where he says, this is how you shall pray. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What name? And I don't know. I haven't even looked. I assume that Matthew was written in Greek. Nobody knows? Somebody knows? Uh, not Aramaic? Maybe. I don't know. I, I could look it up, too. But
1: I should know that, and I'm embarrassed that I don't, but I don't know it.
5: I don't know why you'd be embarrassed. I, I'm embarrassed that I haven't. Study this. Study any of the Christian texts more, but that whole question about how the Christians have taken the whole concept of the name as I think quite interesting. But it appears to me, just from my casual reading, that they also took very seriously early on um, the uh, precaution about what name to use for God, in addition to the question as who God was. But different issue.
1: So that very that very notion, Larry, is lampooned. Beautifully and hysterically in a short but delicious scene in Monty Python's Life of Brian, right? Monty Python's Life of Brian is either ju- just you know you know British sardonic humor or a tremendously interesting commentary on the fo- on the foment of ideas in the first century in Judea and how you know false messiahs and eventually Judaism broke away. I mean, you know, uh, got broken away from. Um, as a result of Christianity. And there's a great scene that made it even funnier because of the, the, the uh, life, uh, Monty Python's falsetto uh, voices playing around with um, um, whether or not you could say Jehovah. Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. And it's, it's ridiculous, but at, but so funny. And it's a commentary on this very um, uh, presentation. So after the class, go to Google and type in Monty Python, Life of Brian, Jehovah, and you'll be glad that you did. Uh, Norm and Rachel or Norm or Rachel.
6: I just want to start by saying that you should not be ashamed of not knowing details about Matthew because only the internal revenue code refers to you as a minister of the gospel. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that my understanding is that one of the brilliant aspects of what they call the Lord's prayer. And in that case, they're referring to Lord as meaning Jesus since it's he, he who said it is that it doesn't it says "Hallowed be thy name but it doesn't specify what that name is which leaves that available for interpretation and understanding and use by a wide variety of people
1: yeah great thank you for that um anything else on this uh on on this before we move on to the next verse okay and i did your work for you there's the uh, joanna uh the 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 link for that two minute scene is in the chat uh joanna
3: it, it, it's funny like the things
0: that come back to me that I remember and the things that you forget but there's um arashi on um, just after the flood when the in it's um Genesis nine verse twelve where the road, the road is also written defective. And it's, um, I just pulled it up, I can read the Rashi, but it's a reflection of um, the defectiveness of the generations. The word Lido wrote for generations is written defective without the above, um, implying that the sign will be necessary only for such generations that are defective in faith, because there will be some generations which will require no sign since they were completely righteous, such as the generation of Hezekiah king judah and the generation of rabbi shimon bar yochai which is sort of interesting what you know he picks as the perfectly righteous generations um but um just that perhaps he doesn't comment on it here because he addressed the question earlier
1: yeah so, so amazing recall joanna um and by the way jo- joanna is properly using the, the proper ter- the proper grammatical term in english for when a vav of an o sound is missing, is defective, but not defective in a, in with in a pejorative way, just like like a a, a, um, a morphological defect in the way the, the word is written. But that, that's that's exactly how the how it's how it's referred to when um, English speaking Hebrew grammar uh, folks are talking with each other. So great, I'd forgotten about both the absence of the vav there, the defectiveness the, the defectiveness of it, and Rashi's comment. Okay. Um, we ready to move on to verse sixteen? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Rebecca, do you want to, Rebecca Menes? Do you want to read verse sixteen for us? This is the beginning, by the way, of the fifth Aliyah. So we're uh, we're past the midway point, at least in terms of Aliyod. I don't know but in terms of verses of uh, parshat Shmot. A big deal. <clears throat> And as Rebecca translates, I want everyone, whether you're looking just at the Hebrew or the English, go back to, like, fifth grade when we're told how to, like, uh, dissect a sentence, right, and, and particularly um, the, quotation and the, quotation the quotation marks and the quotation within the quotation marks and the quotation within the quotation of the quotation marks, because... Uh, this verse and next verse have at least three, if not four, levels of of quotation mark, and we have to remind ourselves who is being who who is speaking um, in any in any given part of the verse. So go ahead, and, and by the way, we already begin within a quotation mark because we're we're, we're within God speaking to Moshe. Right.
7: So God. So I, I guess uh, God said, "Go and." Um, Gather the elders of Israel and tell them, God, the God of your uh, of your ancestors, um, came to me, and um, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm not quite sure how if that's there should be commas there um, to tell to say. Um, I would say I noticed you, maybe. I'm not sure, though, if that would be the correct translation here. Yeah,
1: yeah, the root pay kuf is another pluripotent root that means different things in different settings. You might remember from the Torah reading from Rosh Hashanah, baronai pakad et sarak, asher amar, got noticed. It's sometimes understood to be... Um, a remembering too, as for Zachar, it means account, like ele pekudei in parsha pekudei. Um, it, so it, it something in in the in the category of notice, remember, um, m- m- make good on. Okay, and the fact that it's pakod pakaditi, it's in that form which we which uh, some English translations would have added in a verily. I will I will I will verily, uh, or I have verily remembered you. I have certainly. It's an intensifying way of doing the verb. Go ahead.
7: So I, I barely noted you and what was done to you in Egypt.
1: Good. And if everyone looks at the unkelous, if you have it in front of you, unkelous translates pakod as simply the Aramaic for zakhar. Remember, it doesn't look that way because uh, you have to remember that in, that Zions in Hebrew sometimes become dalids in Aramaic. So if you look at the unkelous on the side, um uh, I'll just start from the beginning, Isail Vetichnosh Yat Israel, go and Tihnosh, you see the word Tihnosh, Knesset, gather, V Kneset, Yat um, the grandfathers, the elders of Israel, Vethemar Lahun, say to them, Adonai Allah Avatechon, Adonai, the god of your ancestors, Itgalili, galili was revealed to me. Allah Abraham, the God of Abraham, Yitzhak and Jacob, Lamear to say, Midkar Dikirnah. A change the Dalit to a Zion and you have the Mizchar Zakhirna. I, I have certainly remembered. So Uncleus is, is saying of all the things that Pakod could mean here it's, simp- it's quote unquote, simply a remembering. And then uh, I'll just point out one more thing before we hear questions on the verse. The the, the, the partial oddness of the gerund of what God is remembering. Pakod Pakaditichem I have remembered you. So you are the first direct object, plural you. The et, and there's another direct object, he asui. The, it's so hard to do in English, the, the, the doing. I mean, we know what it means, what has been done, but it doesn't say what has been done. It's the it's the ing, the gerund of the verb asod, the doing to you in Egypt. We know what it means, how you've been treated in Egypt, but why it's phrased that way is not 100% clear. I'll just share with you Everett Fox's translation of it. Um, Go gather the elders of Israel and say to them, um, the God of your fathers has been, se- has been seen by me, keeps it in the passive tense, nere Eli, uh, the God of Abraham, of Yitzhak, of Yaakov, saying, I have taken account, yes, account. That's how Everett Fox always does the verily. He adds in a yes in between uh, the verb forms. I have taken account, yes, account. And by the way, a parentheses. He's going different than Uncleus said This is just remember taking account is playing with the fact that the verb leaf code is also the verb for a census, right? So I've, I, I've, I've, I've on an actual actuarial level. I've taken account of you and of what is being done to you in Egypt. What is being done is how it has to be rendered. It's not 100 percent easy to do it. So let's see some. Hear some uh, questions or comments on this, and then I'd like to see some alternate translations. Uh, Sue's hand was the first one up.
8: Well, this would be a much more effective comment if I had a memory that worked better. But um, we've had "pakod Pakarati before, "pakod poked," and I can't remember whether it was when 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 Joseph came back to Pharaoh. We've had it like uh, that. The "pakod poked" is is comes up more than once and it's sort of stand up and be counted or accounted for and that kind of thing and we've already seen it somewhere in our
1: studies um yes and i think uh, larry just produced where it's from so uh the end of end of bray larry do you want to uh, comment on that since you just put that in there
5: sorry okay. I, I, yeah i don't want to cut off i don't want to cut off sue Um, But I was also taken with the repetition of the word. And I remembered that we talked about this before. Uh, And then I saw that uh, um, Ari Kaplan actually referenced, made me the reference to to, to that.
1: And and not to give away the store, Rashi is about to. So, um, Sue, your memory is like 96% as good as Rashi's, which is pretty good. Because you knew it was recent and Rashi just gave you the footnote. Was about to go ahead, Larry.
5: Well, I don't know if you want to jump to translations because I've got three of
1: them. Let's do it. Let's do that, and then we'll get to Elon and Barry.
5: And they're they're they're, they're all different. So I'll start with the art scroll. Um, oops, wrong place. There we go. Um, the art scroll says, "Um, sorry, go and gather the elders of Israel and say to them, Hashem." I will simply note that that's how the art scroll deals with, obviously, the Tetragrammaton. The God of your forefathers has appeared to me. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob saying, I have surely remembered you and what is done to you in Egypt. So for him, it's for them, it's remember in its present tense what is done.
1: Right. Um, what is done and versus Everett Fox's was was um, what is being done. So similar, playing with the present tense, because it is. He, asui is the present tense gerund of la'asot. Right? Although it's, it's even hard to make sense of that because la'asot is an infinitive, which has no tense, right? And um, I suppose at least in English, in Hebrew, the, the formal gerund created from the infinitive is not tense specific it's just the it's the the notion of the doing of the action um that can theoretically could have been done could be done right now or might be done in the future um so so far the two of them are, double, are doubling down on the present tenseness okay, and so,
5: is so is alter. so alter alter says um um the lord the, the lord god of your father i'm um, sorry gather the elders of israel and say to them um, the Lord God of your fathers has appeared to me, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I have surely marked what is done to you in Egypt. Hmm. So is the present tense, the second part is the same, but he uses, I have surely marked. Hmm. Um, but I, I find um, Kaplan to be the most interesting, going and gather the elders of Israel and say to them, now i got to stop for one second. This is so striking. I don't know if Diane wasn't here to go see it. What's striking in this page?
3: It's written as a conversation.
5: No, no, no. Mm-hmm. no. It's oh, Kaplan for the first okay. time in the translation. And I think this is actually his translation. He uses, starting in verse 15, Y-H-8, Y-H-V-H for, for the Tetragrammaton. And he does that one, two three, four times, so we're not not done, and then he stops. So Mm. he clearly is taking those four instances of the Tetragrammaton to be um, distinct from the way in which he translates um, uh, what we call Adonai, and he, by the way, translates it simply as God, usually, with a capital G, and not as Lord. Mm. Anyways, go and gather, gather the elders of Israel and say to them, yud heh vav hey, the God of your fathers, appeared to me, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Period. He said, I have granted you special providence. Wow. Regarding what is happening to you in Egypt. What is happening to you in Egypt?
1: Granted you special providence. What was he drinking that day?
5: But can I just, can I just say that we think of, I think of a Poked as a clerk. Someone who is taking notes, yeah. someone who is enumerating, which would seem to me to that that meaning came out of the biblical meaning of to take note of to write it down. Hmm. That's all I got.
1: Yeah, but that, but that's a lot. That, that, <laughs> that, that that's very rich. Um, part of me wants to like go down all those rabbit holes. Part of me wants to just let it sit there and and marinate while we hear the other hand. Um, I. I, I T- tell me one more time the the providence line. How did he translate it? Yeah, um, I've granted you special providence,
5: right? Uh, I have granted you special providence,
1: which is and, like the emotional opposite of, or the or the text the the texture opposite of how JPS does it in the Eitzchayim Kolash, which is I have taken note of you,
5: <laughs> and, and that's and that's where he makes the note about go back to um, to Bereshi and Yosef saying to his brothers, I'm going to die, but um, God has taken note of you, or whatever, however it's translated there.
1: Hmm. Uh, Great, thank you for all those. Uh, Elon is next. So
9: this is on a little bit of a different topic, but I'm curious as to why in lines 15 and 16, God feels that it's necessary to reiterate that God is the God of your forefathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. It seems unusual that you would say that in two consecutive sentences. And also, why in the second sentence you would say just the God of your forefathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as opposed to uh, singling out the God of each individual one. It seems to me that more often than not, it's it, it's uh, when you see the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, it's more like in, in line 15. And 16 is unusual in, A, the repetition of what you just said, in the what God just said in the previous sign, and the fact that it's a little bit different.
1: That's a great insight, Elon. I mean, the question is really an insight. And even more interesting when you you go back even one verse before and how in verses 14, 15, and 16, God has introduced God's self to Moshe for how Moshe should introduce God to Israelites in three different ways. There's the eheye, four, actually. There's eheyeh, asher eheye. Then there's just eheyeh. Then there's elohei Abotechem, elohei Abraham, elohei Yitzchak, Yaakov. And then, as you pointed out, there's a sort of um, repeat of that, but a changed repeat. Elohei Abotechem. Elohei Abraham Yitzchak Yaakov. Right. So, the, the 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 highest compliment I can give you is I have no I have no clue as to an answer, but I think it's a really um, interesting thing that you recognize, and that there's there's got to be a reason both for the the fact that uh, fifteen and sixteen are are going backwards in terms of a God's definition. I, I am who I am based on who I was to your ancestors. And there's gotta be a reason why in verse 16, you know, if I don't think Rick is here today, uh, if he were, he might offer a Trump reason. Um, is it just the meter is the, is the meter of the verse in 16, one that just begged for uh, the word Elohe not being put in between each of the names. Again, uh, I had not noticed that before. So i I'm, I'm I'd be curious if other people had answers to that question. I'm just delighting in the question itself. Rick, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you. You can't see me. Hello. Um, oh, I, I I don't always see every name. Um, okay. Uh, why, why, yeah, I'm are, here. You, your thoughts on on uh, if if there's
9: well, the Adonai is the same with the Gershaim. Remember right. that, that was last week. Um, you've got. Um, a Tavir on Elohe Avraham this uh, this uh, second time. Um, now that Alan's brought it up, um, does Moses need reminding? <laughs> Which God uh, is he that far away that uh, God can't just say Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? And Moses knows. I mean, that, that's kind of strange. That's but um, I don't see anything else with the trope. Sorry.
1: Okay. Right. Uh, excellent question. A uh, lot of hands. Wonderful. Uh, let's start with Tova. haven't heard from you yet today.
3: Uh, I was actually going to touch on the same thing that Elon did, though he went into greater depth than I'd planned to. But what struck me when I was looking at it was it's, it suggests that perhaps what God was saying in the previous verse was the name you should say for me is Adonai Elohe Avotechem that's my name because the second time when he uses this, that's what's used. Mm. Uh, That's the name that he uses. And that the part that comes after is not actually part of his name. Now I know there's a lot of drush showed about the difference between Elohei Abraham, Elohei Yitzchak, and Elohei Abraham, Yitzchak, but uh, that's what struck me when I was looking at it. Uh, The, other thing on the trope, actually, I was just noticing uh, when I was thinking, okay, if uh, Adonai Elohei Avotechem is the actual name, then uh, when they give the ancestors in our current verse, the trope has Elohei Avraham. So that gets a lot of covered, so to speak. And then it's Yitzchak Viakho, then ordinary trope for the rest. So there's a certain uh, uh, giving a primacy to Avraham. I thought that was interesting. Um, and finally, um, I, somebody, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting who, uh, yeah, it was uh, Larry, uh, said that you're hearing uh, Pakad translated in the sense of account or keeping account of. And that, for me, reads that whole section as that, Yes, it's not that I visited you, but I have been keeping account of everything that is being done to you in Egypt, which has this overtone of there's a judgment coming. I have been keeping account.
1: Great, Tova. On that last comment, right there's something antiseptic and impersonal about thinking about counting and an actuarial, you know, keep, you know keeping track of ciphers, or it's very intimate. Like I'm, 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 I'm tracking yeah. every single one of you, right? The, the, um. There are a lot of Midrashim on in, in Parsha Bamidbar, Midbar, and Midrashim that are, I think, pushing against or being bored by the Parsha. Like, why do we have to hear God's um, every single name and every single number, every single tribe? And it's a way in the Midrash of presenting God as the God who cares about every Israelite, like uh, a shepherd counting his flock or a Tevye counting his daughter. This is mine, 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 this is, mine, this is not mine, right? Um, so, that you, e, even understanding pakod as counting can diverge into a more distant um, notion of a god versus the god who cares about every individual uh, great so many good things going on here um barry and then renee because we haven't heard from renee so focusing
2: on on the geron so much of this uh the asui um whether this is um a done or being done and I, i'm i'm uh, God's name, eh, yeah, is, is being, being, becoming. So, uh, poetically, um, the, the, the being done, uh, uh, God's being is being here, where is being done. It's, 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 God is joined in this being done. So, the pakad, the, the accounting is in, 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 in being done. Excuse
1: my redundancy, but, excuse me just like we excuse God's redundancy in these last few uh renee
8: i was going to say the same thing that elon said it was striking to me that that in the previous sentence it referred to the god of abraham the god of isaac and the god of jacob and then in the second one it co- kind of combined them all also in saperstein it says go and gather the elders of israel and say to them hashem the god of your forefathers has appeared to me the god of abraham isaac and jacob saying I have indeed taken account of you and what is done for, to you in Egypt.
1: Taken account, got it. Taken an account and appeared. My right? ever fox and others are very careful to render the passive near near ah uh, near uh, into a passive English, even though in English we have the word appear, which mm-hmm. which connotes passivity, but is actually an active trans, um, tra- active verb, not a passive verb. Uh, okay, uh, Sue, and then Joel, and then Norm.
8: Um well this is because you just started to mention a peer and um and um I've just been thinking about Nira. It says Nira Ilai. And this is kind of a not a particularly <laughs> earth shattering thought, but I mean it could but have it, said maybe,
1: maybe it will shatter something
8: like Maybe, that. yeah. So you're still super- it could have said Dibere like because, uh, you know, God is always telling, you know, Elohim Le Mor, Gol Dibere, and all of this kind of stuff. It could have said he spoke to me. It could have said Bailai, um, like angels by love, um just came to me. But it's really specifically says Nir lie I saw it with my own eyes. And I think that there's just um, – that that's – you know, obviously the burning bush is something that he physically saw, but he also heard and he felt and he, you know, we know that it was, you know, multiple senses involved. But the, but, but God wanted for sure to him, go tell the Israelites. I saw it. I saw it with my eyes. Yeah, I didn't just hear it. I didn't just dream it. It didn't come to me. It didn't, it, I saw this.
1: Earth chattering. <laughs> um before we get into the comments, I want to just go back to something I'd said as um, Rebecca was translating, and that is to keep track of the quotation marks, because I, I think it's really interesting. We, we we begin verse 16 in a quotation mark. God is speaking. Lech v'asatah, gather the elders, <laughs> The talihem. Okay, so now we're at the single, um, you know, there's a double quotation mark. Now we're in the single, because this is what you should say to them, that the God of your... Uh, forefathers has appeared to me da, 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 saying now we're back to the, th- the third level, which I think in proper grammar, you go back to the double quotation marks. Um, and if you look ahead, verse 17, which is still within the phrase has yet another one. And I, and say to them that I will say Omar that I declare. So by the time we get to the second word of the next verse, I believe we're in the fourth level of a quotation mark. And to graph it would be very interesting. Um, and sometimes you get lost in that when you're, when you're laning it, you're hearing it laned. How, 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 many, how many things are being quoted of someone who's going to or someone who has said something? Uh, Joel, Norm, Joanna, and then we might be out of time.
4: Um, yeah, I just wanted to um, respond to Elon's question. And if this is like a brainstorming session between Moshe and, and God about what, what to call him, so they're going back and forth and they're tossing around different ideas. And he says, Elohei Avraham, Elohei Yitzchak, And Moshe says, well, okay, I understand that we are one God. But these people don't understand monotheism yet. They may think that this is three different people, three different gods coming together, like the Avengers, to rescue them. So better just say, Elohei Avraham, Yitzchak,
1: Elohei I love that answer, Joel. I love that answer. Great. that. Particularly, that answer to me is strengthened in the fact that elohe is already a plurality, right? Because Elohe is grammatically the gods of. So I'm not going to at least have it be the gods of Abraham, the gods of Isaac, the god of Jacob, but the gods of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's that's a lovely and sensitive read. Thank you for that. Norm or Rachel? Um,
6: two little things. First, I want to give you uh, Zilberman uh Uh, Zimmerman and Rosenbaum's translation of that phrase at the end it is I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt and my theory about why we seemingly have the repetition of of Abraham uh, uh, Tzahi and and Yankel is that we are a stubborn and stiff-necked people and if he wants to inculcate us with the concept that this is who he is. He wants it repeated, not just said once, but repeated so that we will grow to understand and accept it. Uh, well, you know him as well as you do, you can call him Yonko. Uh, Joanna.
0: Um, Ibn Ezra addresses why the missing, um, Elohe before, uh, why we don't have Elohe before Yitzchak and Yaakov, and perhaps also, um, why a more elongated fancy trope for Elohe Abraham, in that he sees this as a reminder that the covenant to get the land was made with Abraham. So, extra special emphasis on Abraham because the original covenant was made with him. And then, yes, it was renewed with um, Yitzhak and Yaakov, but just to take us back to when the land was first promised to us.
1: Is that, I didn't see that. Is that within his five column commentary? Is it somewhere in there? Ibn Ezra? It's,
0: it's Ibn Ezra on this very verse.
1: Huh. Okay. I'll have to look at that. Oh yeah, there it is. Okay, good. And to go back to something that um, Rick was saying, on both verses, Abraham gets trump primacy, and the first verse he gets the kadmavia's um, Mavi which is "brand hello hey Abraham," and then Yitzchak gets like a slightly lower one, "hello hey Yitzchak," and poor Yaakov just gets a Tippcha, the most boring trump ever. Sorry, rug, hello hello hey Yaakov, it's just like a filler. And then in verse sixteen, um, it's, everyone is kind of downgraded a bit. Abraham gets downgraded from da 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 just da 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 and Yitzhak and Yaakov get smushed together in a totally par of khat uh mirchat lay more, lay more. So a lot of lot of lovely things that can be done when you when you when you impute like intentionality to the music behind certain Okay. Um we're we're two minutes away from being end from ending, so I fear that we're gonna end Kind of where we ended last time, which is just the beginning to understand Rashi. Um, let's see if it's worth just starting to read the Rashi. Um, yeah, okay. So Rebecca, you were you were up. So if you can unmute and just start reading the Rashi, and we'll we'll, we'll give us a little bit of momentum going into next week because Rashi. Uh, um response to none of what we've been discussing in the last 25 minutes rather rashi is is focused only on Zikainim and who these elders are Rebecca?
7: that's Zikainim um yhudin Shiva. um i guess specially selected for either study or meeting um so or or dedicated to yeshiva yeshiva could be either studying in yeshiva or or meeting or sitting but i assume it's not sitting
1: i think Um, you're not yeshiva like like a yeshiva but almost anachronistically designated for like being seated as the sanhedrin or being seated as the at the round table as it were i think about cross uh, crossing metaphors um already selected to be a rat, to be at the, in the room where it happens, right, with Moshe.
7: Kingdom, and if, if you think it's um, just any uh, elders, how, how could he gather, I guess, 60,000 elders?
1: Right, oh, and it's 6,
7: actually 60, 60, 60, the elders shishim.
1: of, of 600,000. A revo is 10,000. Right. Right. So it's 60. a number. Reish Re- 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 bet alavav refers to 10,000, clearly built from the rav, meaning many. So shishim, 60 times 10,000 is 600,000. That's the midrashic number of how many people were at who left Egypt, maybe the number of men who left Egypt. And so the question is, if, if if you say these were not a pre-selected group of skinim, but just all the old folks, how is it possible that Moshe gathered uh, of, of the six hundred thousand people who were there? That's a lot of old folks. It's got to be a a smaller group than that. When we come back this next week, what the question I want us uh, to think about is like, what's the point, Rashi? W- w- I understand what you're saying, but why are you saying what you're saying? I understand what your what your like technical problem uh, in the verses, but. How does it change our understanding of the moment of the, of what God is asking Moshe to do to these elders that we are talking about a pre-designated group as opposed to just a random collection of all of the veterans of, uh, or about to leave here? And we'll, we'll kind of start with that question tomorrow or next week. And then it's in the next verse that, um, Sue's memory will be validated because it's Rashi on the next verse who brings up Joseph and uh, what is Yaskol? Yos- Yaskol and Yankel's um, referencing of Pakod Code.
0: You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Betham, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Betham Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.